This is the FBCG Live podcast with Pastor John K. Jenkins Sr. Today's message is titled, The Black Presence in the Bible. People of color are in the Bible and have contributed significantly to the history of mankind. Wherever you're joining us from, we pray this message encourages and empowers you in your daily walk with God. I'm going to be ministering and talking to you today. This is Black History Month. And I'm, I want to uh, spend some time talking to you today about the black presence in the Bible. That's what this message is about today. Leading into this Black History Month, I thought it would behoove us to spend just a moment to talk about the black presence in the Bible. And the reason this, this is, in fact, an important message in the midst of this uh, tension in our country, this racial divide in the United States of America. Uh, I, sus- I don't know what it's like in other parts of the world, but I do know in the United States of, uh, of America, the tension is, is thick and heavy. And uh, I thought um, we should talk about it for just a moment. Uh, in the face of these racial tensions, I thought it, be- it would behoove us to talk about the presence of color, the people of color in the Bible. It's rarely mentioned. Uh, It pained me recently when I saw one of the fathers of the faith of the African-American heritage led to tears, shedding tears, when he realized that all of the schools that he had went to, primarily all of the uh, Anglo schools, majority schools, had not told him the complete truth about the presence of people of color in scriptures. It led him to tears. Uh, It it pained me as well to know that what we have been told over history, over time, over the course of history in this nation has not been the total truth. And I want to take a few moments and give you the the total truth. and, And matter of fact, some of what they told us wasn't the truth at all. Some of it was just outright lies. They taught that blacks were cursed. And that's why we, we were black, because we got cursed. Uh, they barred blacks and whites in their institutions and in their communities from marrying or dating each other. In fact, they taught it was a sin to interracially mix. I don't know a single verse that teaches or says that. They failed to point out the presence of people of color in scripture. The Bible has multiple places where it talks about people of color. Simon the Canaanite in Matthew 10 and the Syrophoenician woman in Mark chapter 7. Simon the Cyrene in Matthew 27. The Ethiopian eunuch in Acts chapter 8. Apollos the preacher in Acts chapter 18. Simeon the Niger and Lucius the Cyrene in Acts 13. Matter of fact, Moses' wife was a person of color. Numbers chapter 12. The children of Israel got upset and started talking about this woman of color that he had married, this Ethiopian woman that Moses took as his wife. These and other lies have been perpetrated and, and, and unfortunately, they still, these things still remain the true in the minds and hearts of many people. And I want to take the time to communicate to our community in the event you don't know that people of color are in the Bible and have contributed significantly to the history of mankind. Allow me for a moment just to 
backtrack and tell you the significance of people of color in the Bible. Let me start by just telling you about, I'm not going to turn there, but just jot down when you get an opportunity to read Genesis chapter 6. In Genesis chapter 6, it tells us that Noah was a man who walked with God and that Noah and his wife had three sons. And in the midst of him talking about these sons, he tells us and, and, and his wife, Noah's wife, that the earth was corrupt and that God told Noah because he was going to destroy, he was going to uh, destroy the earth, told Noah to build an ark. And Noah builds the ark and takes his, he and his family on board the ark along with animals. And that's what they did. In chapter 7 of Genesis, the flood came and covered the whole earth and all human and animal life died except for Noah, his wife, their sons, their wives, and the animals that they brought on the ark. Everything else was destroyed according to Genesis chapter 7. What is the significance of this flood, Pastor? The significance of this story is that all mankind that now fills the earth came from Noah and his family. Now that's an important deal. And, 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 and let me just point this out to you real quick because I'm not going to preach to you long today, but I just want to drive home this very significant point. Genesis chapter 9. Go to, go to Genesis chapter 9 and look at, I want to start at verse 1. It says, now this is the flood has come. Mankind has been destroyed. All the animals on the planet had been destroyed. When you read about the flood, it covered the mountains, it covered the planet. And, and by the, when we get to chapter 9, the floods have subsided. And chapter 9, it says this, verse 1. Chapter 9, Genesis verse 1. So, so God blessed Noah and his sons and said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. That's what God told Noah and his, his, his sons. Tell his sons and their wives, multiply, be fruitful, and fill the earth. Slide down to verse 18. Look at verse 18 and 19. Here's what it says. Now the sons of Noah who went out of the ark were Shem, Ham, and Japheth. And Ham was the father of Canaan. These three were the sons of Noah. And from these, verse 19... And from these, the whole earth was populated. Now, I need you to get, get this down because this the Bible is telling us and giving us an important insight. If, if we, in fact, embrace and accept that the Bible is true, and I believe the Bible, I put my total confidence and trust in the teaching of the scriptures. If, in fact, this is true, it unveils to us a very significant truth. Uh, Noah and his sons are the persons to whom all the rest of the planet has been populated. Okay, Pastor, what's significant about that? Here is what I'm getting ready to tell you. When you look up the name Shem, look at this, verse 18, those who were in the ark, who came out of the ark, were Shem, Hammond's Japheth, along with Noah and his wife, and these sons, son, uh, their wives, it says Shem means dusty or olive-colored. That's what his name means. When, they, when, he, when he was born, the, you know, the, what they do that's different, what they do back in the Bible days that's different than what we do today, they named their children based on something. They, they didn't just reach out into nowhere and grab a name like people do today. They, they looked at the nature. They looked at the personality. They looked at something about that child 
and named and gave that child's name meaning. And when they looked at Shem, they said, he's, he's a little dusty. He's a little, a little olive colored. And history tells us that this, this Shem is the father and from him grew the Middle East. The Arabics, the Jews came from Shem. Then it says uh, the second son was Ham, which means dark or black. The continent of Africa were, was populated by uh, Shem's descendants, Ham's descendants, uh, 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 the people of color. And then uh, Japheth means bright or fair, light-skinned. Europeans or Caucasians. The whole world has been uh, populated by virtue of these three sons. Now here's what this tells me. Two of these three kids of Noah and his wife had color. Which tells me that Noah or his wife had some color in them. I wish I had, I got a few amens right here today. And, and I'm, I'm, what has pained me and brings me to tears that the religious organizations of history of in the United States have omitted that truth and have not presented that information has not declared it. It's, it's problematic. It's painful. It's, it's disgusting that they hid it from us. They didn't tell us about it. They didn't, they didn't, they didn't preach it. They didn't teach it. And so many, and, 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 and as a matter of fact, they sought to even try to tell us that, um, some of them tried to tell us that Ham was cursed and that's why he became black. No, no, no. Noah was born black. <laughs> Ham, Ham, I'm sorry. Ham was born black. They tried to tell us Ham was cursed. Let me get this straight. I'm, I'm getting so twisted up here. I'm so excited that, about saying this today that I, I, I need to take my time. Somebody holler at me, take your time, Pastor. That's what I need to do is take my time. They tried to tell us that Ham, because of what he did with his father, was cursed. And, and that's why he turned black. No, he was born black. He was black before he did anything that offended his father. He was born black. You get, get the truth. Yes, people, he was a person of color. And so two of his three kids, two of the three kids born to Noah and his wife were people of color. I think it's important. And I think it's a shame. It's tragic. It's it's painful, the fact that this truth has been hidden from us. And here's what I want you to know, brothers and sisters. Here's what I want you to know. While the European culture has sought to shame us, embarrass us, belittle us, and make us less than who we are, God in his word highlights a truth for us to know that we have value, we are important, we are his children, and he had us in his heart and his mind uh, from the beginning, amen. We are, we are his creation. We're not the result of a curse. We're not the result of consequences of a bad decision. We were in the heart of God from the beginning. He populated the earth and we were a part of that population. You, you gotta know that the, that the flood didn't come as a surprise to God. He knew what he was going to do before the planet was established. 
He knew that the hearts of mankind would be terrible and sad and disgusting and that we would become wicked and evil. He knew that. And he knew that he would put Noah and his family in an ark. He knew what he was going to do. And so I want to come this morning and I want to share, share and declare with you today with all that's in me today that we are people of God, that we are, uh, uh, we are so much encouraged to know that we are children of the Most High God. Now let me, let me, let me drive home this point with what's God's heart because God doesn't belittle anybody. He doesn't belittle any color of people and any race of people or any culture of people. He loves us all and he wants us to know. Let me give you three key points we, he wants us to know. Here's point one, number one. He wants us, point one, to know that we are all made in God's image. We are all a part of God's family. We were made in God's image. Write that down. You were made in the image of God. You have something in you that God created you to be uniquely who you are. And it's in the image of God. Genesis chapter one, verses 26 through 27 says this. Then God said, let us, Genesis 1, 26 and 27, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them, meaning us, have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him male and female. He created them. We, listen, here's my point. We carry, we carry God's image. We are like God. We, have, we are triune beings. We have body, soul, and spirit. We have God's spirit in us that gives us life, that allows us to have life, and allows us to have a level of consciousness that we know who we are. We are God's creation. It doesn't matter what color, what race, what culture you were raised in, the way you live, we are the creation of God. We carry his image, that's point one. I don't care whether you're black, white, Asian, Hispanic. Where, it doesn't matter where you come from. It doesn't matter what culture you were raised in. You have a part of God inside of you. And it is that, that part of God in you that, that is important and significant that separates us from animals, that makes us distinct from animals. We are human beings made in the very image of God. Nothing else has been made in the image of God but human beings. And that's what you and I are. Here's point two. I'm almost finished. I'm coming to a close. Here's point two. Our skin tones might be different, but we are all from one blood. <laughs> yeah, let me say that one more time. Our skin tones might be different. Uh, we might have some light skin, some dark skin, some brown skin, whatever it might be. Our skin tones might be different, but we are all from one blood. Acts chapter 17. Verse 26 and 27 says this, Acts chapter 17, verse 26 and 27, it says, And he has made from one blood every nation of men to dwell in all the face of the earth and has determined their pre-appointed times and the boundaries of their dwellings so that they should seek the Lord 
in the hope that they might grope for him and find him, though he is not far from each one of us. Oh, that's, whoo, that verse, those verses are amazing. Here's what it says, all nations come from one blood. Yeah, our skins are different, but when we cut, we all bleed red blood. We all got the same blood in our bodies. We all nations come from one blood and, I love this right here, we are all created to hunger and seek after God. There's a yearning inside of us, he says, verse 27, that we should seek the Lord and the hope that we might grope or that word grope means to feel or touch God, that we might feel for him and find him though he is not far. I love this verse right here. I know I've read it before, but it has slipped, it has slipped my memory. But I, when I was preparing for this message today, it jumped out and slapped me in my face that God created us to have a yearning for him and for us to, to be able to have the capacity to find him. He's not hiding from you. He wants you to find him. And it says right here, he is not far from you. He wants you to seek after him. That's why he created us to seek after God, to yearn for him, to chase after her. The song says, I'm chasing after you. I'm chasing after God. God is calling you and I, regardless of your skin color, regardless of your culture, to seek after him. I want to tell you today, he's not far from you, whoever you might be, wherever you might be. He ain't far. You reach out, you call on his name, you believe on him. You believe that Jesus died on the cross for your sins and was buried for your sins and rose again from the dead and you reach after him, he will manifest himself to you. He will make himself known to you. You're not on the outside. You're not rejected because of the color of your skin. You're not nothing because of the background of where you lived or how you lived or the community that you come from. It doesn't matter. None, doesn't matter where you live, what you, where, you, where you grew up, what part of the world you live in. It does not matter. God loves and cares about you, created you in his image, and he wants you to seek after him. Let me close with this third and final point. It is what I just said. Point three is that Jesus came and died for all of us, regardless of our color. That's point three. Jesus came and died for all of us, regardless of our color, regardless of, of your skin. He loves and cares for you equally, for all of us equally. Look at Galatians 3.28. And I'm, I'm, this is my final point right here. I'm going to close on this right Right, right here, verse 3, Galatians 3.28. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is neither male nor female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. Ooh, that's, that's, a, that's a shout right there. In Christ, he eliminates the barriers that man uses to separate people. God gets rid of the barriers and eliminates the barriers and destroys the barriers that mankind tries to use to eliminate or separate people. I got, I, 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 I just don't, I don't even know how to declare this to you, that he came to this earth to die for everybody. <laughs> That's the best way I need to say it. He cares about everybody and that includes you. He cares about you. He knows about you. He sees you. 
right where you are. I know, I know you've done some bad things. I know you've participated in some nasty behavior. I know you've said some evil words. I know you have felt some bad ways. I know you have missed the mark. We've all sinned. You're not alone by yourself. We have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But I have great news to tell you today. He died so you could have life. And so that you can have it more abundantly. He came to die for you with all of your drama and all of your shortcomings and all of your pain. He came to die for you. And, and I, love, I love the fact that he wants you to seek after him. I don't know where you are, but I'm chasing after him. I'm running after God. I need God. I'm nothing without him. I'm a jacked up joker without him. I need him. I need his power. I need his might. I need his hand. I need his voice. I need him and you need him too. Why do I serve Jesus and not Buddha? Why do I serve Jesus and not Confucius? Why do I serve Jesus and not Allah? You want to know why I serve Jesus? I serve him because he did something that nobody else has done. He conquered death. He showed that he was God by getting up out of the grave and conquering death. He did what none of the others have done. He got up out of the grave. He defeated death and he's alive. Jesus is alive. And he is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. And one glorious day, he is coming back again. And when he comes back, he's coming to get us and take us out of this world and take us to a place not made by the hands of man. And my assignment is to tell you, be ready. There's not going to be a black section of heaven and a white section of heaven. It's going to be those who are covered by his red shed blood. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank God when we all get to heaven, the race wars will be over. When we all get to heaven, racism will be over. When we all get to get, get, to, get to heaven, we will be at a place where there's love. So let me encourage you today to give Jesus your heart. Give Jesus your life. Let me invite you to meet him today. Let me invite you to surrender your heart to him today. Let me, let me invite you to say yes to him. You've been listening to FBCG Live with Pastor John K. Jenkins Sr. We all are made in God's image. Our skin tones might be different, but we are from one blood. Jesus came and died for all of us, regardless of our color. If you've been blessed by this message and would like to help us reach more people through this ministry, please click the link in the podcast description or visit our website, fbcglenarden.org slash give to donate. Thank you for joining us. We hope that you'll subscribe so that you'll never miss an episode. Be sure to tune in next week.